0: Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart Audio Podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Friends, welcome back. You're joining us in the midst of a three part series on the topic of soul ties, and this installment is part two, what do healthy relationships look like? What do unhealthy relationships look like? What's the kind of biblical grounding of of the idea of unhealthy spiritual bonds called soul ties? And so welcome to the conversation. Soul ties can be formed by controlling parents. Yes, absolutely. But also controlling bosses really anyone trying to exert control or manipulation over your life. But they can also be formed by insecure people who obsess about you, worry about what you think about them, try and get you to love them, appreciate them, validate them, come through for them, sort of cling to you in that way. In fact, have you had the experience where you find yourself thinking about someone And suddenly the phone rings.
1: Oh, all the time. And it's them. And
0: it's them. (laughs) What do you know? Yes. Gang, do you understand what's going on there? The reason you were thinking about them is they were thinking about you. And then they called you, right? And you began to experience their presence before the phone ever rang, right? Suddenly you find yourself thinking about them. Or – Another way is when you're obsessing about them, right? And you're having conversations with them, and they're not in the room, right? Come on. You've all done this. That's
1: when I'm my most brilliant, when they're not actually there. (laughs) Right? Yes. In
0: the car. Right. Thinking of what you'll say to them. Or I should have said. Thinking of what you should have said. Okay. Another example would be someone that you were once in relationship with. A guy that I counseled had a very intimate, not sexual but intimate romantic relationship in high school with his first girlfriend, and years later in his marriage, he couldn't get rid of her letters. Mm, he couldn't yeah. let go there was still some part of him that was literally back in that other relationship knit together they were knit together, mm-hmm. right? And it was only once he severed that old bond, really severed it, that he was finally able to move with freedom into a wholehearted relationship with his with his wife, mm-hmm. with his new relationship.
2: Yeah. I had the opportunity just to get to know and spend some time with just this wonderful woman, just so in love with God, went through a painful, unjust divorce, and— lost so much in the in the process, her home, her children's respect, and her role and place in the church. And it just seems so unfair and unjust and wrong and such a violation. And in her pain, she got close to a married man who was counseling her. And wouldn't you know, it turns into an affair mm. that quickly was stopped. It didn't go any farther but that affair that she had just ruined her in terms of she couldn't shake this guy. Some of the words he said, some of the compliments he gave her, he had no intention of any relationship. This was just kind of an immoral passing of two lonely, hurt people. But she was crippled by this man, what she had done, the sin, the shame, and then feeling All kinds of things from him, even though it was a a one-night stand, per se. Even Uh, years later? This was for two years. Wow. And as you're describing soul ties, John, there's some bridge established that not only did they have a physical relationship, but she got his warfare, his brokenness, his cynicism, Mm -hmm. all of that. And it wasn't until in the course of time that she really saw that was bigger than an affair. It was this covenant. She made this attachment, this connecting, that she had to break it. But I've actually seen that probably as you have and Stacy as well with a lot of folks who just sexually have some outside-of-the-bounds relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scripture is very clear that sexual bonds can create these unholy ties. Again, the word that Paul uses for uniting there is the same word he uses for us uniting ourselves to Christ. So, yes, and yet not only in sexual ways. We've been describing them within family systems, parents having soul ties with their adult children, unable to release them, or the children unable to release their parents. Mm -hmm. The gentleman that became the surrogate husband that I was describing earlier— Part of that was his inability to trust his mom to God, you know, and coming through for her in in unholy ways.
1: And part of this can get confusing because of the command to honor your father and your mother. And so we can tend to think that we need to honor them, which means we need to stay in every and any kind of unhealthy relationship versus – leaving and cleaving, you know, it just can get a little confusing. We think we're honoring them by allowing them access to our lives and control when that's not love.
0: It's not love because you do have both commands. Mm -hmm. You have honor your father and mother. You also have leave. Right. Leave and cleave as well. I'll get into that in a moment when we talk about the cross of Christ, but let me try and name some of the symptoms. How do you know when a soul tie is operating. Again, every human being has the capacity to bond, but sometimes that capacity for bonding, you know, gets attached in relationships where it should not be. Just as we can worship things we're not supposed to worship, just as we can love things we're not supposed to love, right? right? Just as we can take our imagination places we're not supposed to. You know, this is a good capacity for bonding, but it can be taken like any other capacity in unhealthy ways. How do you know? Like what are the symptoms? When you think a soul tie is operating?
1: I'll tell you, a first clue for me is an obsessive thinking. I was just on a walk this morning and this person came to my mind again. And I didn't even catch it until I'm thinking about them, thinking about them, thinking about them. And for went, about
0: 10 about, minutes, yes, right?
1: Yes. And well, what they must be feeling, what I should have said, but oh, here they are again. What am I doing? You know, bless them, release them, break the soul tie. And Or emotions, sometimes before I'm even with a person, their emotions that they're feeling or what they're struggling with, I feel the weight of it. I'm struggling with it because this is just we're mystery, right? We're spirit too. So it's gone before their spirit has come to me. This past Christmas, I was in a really great place. I was happy, holiday-ish, festive, on my way, going to go to the post office, mail some packages. I'm ahead of schedule. Everything's going great. When I had, in the middle of that, a conversation over the phone with a woman whose life isn't great, really in a desperate place, devastated, feeling hopeless, and was able just to talk and love, listen, listen did not break soul ties. Then I'm going to the post office and suddenly my joy is gone. Life is awful. I'm hopeless. This is devastating. There's nothing good coming. When I realize, oh my goodness, this is her warfare. This isn't mine. These are her emotions. These aren't mine. So to be able then to recognize it make every effort to have only the bond of peace, sever the soul tie, and then I'm back. I'm happy again.
0: I remember that. I mean, it was like night and day. You were happy. Suddenly this dark cloud came over you. You were desolate, discouraged. Who cares about life? You know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then you get back to your car, pray about it, you know, bring the cross of Christ between you and this dear gal, and you're back. Joy is back. Christmas is back, it was so dramatic. The presence of feelings that weren't yours previously, right. obsessive thinking about people, yeah. certainly the presence or the transfer of their warfare to you. Mm-hmm.
2: Boy, Stacey, you nailed on on a couple. I'd say the same thing. It seems to me that almost any meaningful relationship, inevitably, you have to battle with soul ties. I just oh, think this of, is true. I just think of friendships mm-hmm. where suddenly in terms of a symptom, I realize that I'm either feeling enormous pressure to avoid being loving in some strong, courageous way, confronting way, Mm -hmm. bringing up disruptive issues or questions. I'm pulling back from that. Or I feel the pressure to come through to rescue, to make their world, their life a little bit better. So You know, friendships, I'm just aware, are a key place, kind of fertile ground for that. Mm -hmm. With the feelings, I just totally agree. One of the symptoms I have is simply I'm just not free. There's something in me that's drying up, and I may not be able to name it or see that it's a particular person, but one of my categories in prayer, daily prayer, and just my prayers is Lord, I break all soul ties. Have I made any? And Uh I'm amazed at, you know, an encounter, 10-minute conversation in a parking lot or with someone I saw that day or spent an hour on the phone with Mm -hmm. pops up. So the symptom for me is this sense of just drying up, feeling consumed and dissipated is one for me. Mm
0: -hmm. Again, gang, just think of it in terms of capacities. Think of how people are with money, you know. Money is a good gift. The scripture does not look at money as evil. Scriptures are filled with that to be blessed of the Lord is a good thing and then it helps you be generous and it says a generous man will himself be blessed and all of that. But people can obsess about money. They can worry about money. If they get money, they cling to it and don't let it go. You see what I'm talking about? Same dynamic here with relationship. You just imagine yourself. We are broken people on our way to restoration, but filled with a world of broken people, surrounded by very broken people all around us. And everyone has this capacity for bonding, but my goodness, they don't know how to use it in holy ways. And so these soul Mm -hmm. ties are getting formed, right, in the context of a very broken world, Continuing on with some symptoms, I think that one, Craig, about you don't feel free of them, Mm -hmm. that's a really big one. And that obviously ties into the obsessive thinking or that ties into worry, compulsion, inability to distance yourself. You know, just that sense of I don't feel free in this relationship Mm -hmm. to either move away or bring certain things up. That would be a very good indication. And again, we mentioned that other one about you know, waking up in the night or driving in your car and finding that you're having conversations with someone.
1: Right. It's never a good idea to talk with someone who's not in the room. Right. Exactly. It's not, gang. Yeah.
0: It's not. And one of the ways that Soul Ties actually came onto our radar— is in praying for other people. Mm -hmm. I mentioned at the top of this recording that the whole concept of soul ties could fit very well in a series on relationships. It could fit very well in a series on inner healing. And it could fit very well in a series on warfare because that's where we discovered it was Mm -hmm. as people came to us for prayer and, you know, we would begin to kind of focus on the presence of God and kind of awaken our spiritual gifting, kind of tune in to the spiritual world around us, not only did we become aware of perhaps a demon that was present in the room that needed to be dealt with, but we became aware of, wow, your father is here. And they would immediately look at us with wide eyes and go, oh, my gosh, I just had a huge fight with my father on my way over here on the phone. He's such a controlling man. He's so angry with me. I feel so disappointing to him. And whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. We're not dealing with a foul spirit. Mm-hmm. This is a different thing. We're actually dealing with a human being. And there is an unhealthy bond here, right? So or in inner healing sessions, we would you know, try and be praying with people through just the healing of memories and they would be unable to get past a certain memory, unable to get past a certain event. And what we would Mm. discover is, oh, back then there was a soul tie that was formed that has never been broken. Next time we will wrap up our series on soul ties in terms of addressing the issues of, okay, how do you break unhealthy bonds? What's the role of the cross of Christ in our life in relationships? So do join us for that. And as I mentioned at the end of our first episode, you can find the entire series, the whole 50-minute conversation, on our website for free at ransomedheart.com.